0: Welcome to the Rebel Influencer Podcast with me, your host, Leona Burton. In a world where conformity often reigns supreme, I am here to spotlight the rebels, the people who are changing the game. This podcast is brought to you by Peaks Private Members Club, the very place to be for successful entrepreneurs scaling past six figures, those people who are looking for long-lasting connections. At Peaks, founded by Nicola Peak, they specialise in breakthrough business and social events that go beyond the ordinary. It's a place where successful entrepreneurs come together to experience transformative mastermind sessions, receive unique mentoring, and build long-lasting relationships with peers on the same growth journey. Stay with us to the very end for an exclusive Peaks offer. Hello listeners and welcome back to series two of Rebel Influencer Podcast. I have the sassiest, the pinkest, the most fabulous, fabulous lady here today. We've already laughed hysterically for the last 15 minutes. Um, And we have decided we're gonna put an energy warning on this because it could go in many different directions. Who knows what's gonna come out of either of our mouths. We've decided the moon is doing something weird and we're just gonna go with the flow. Jojo, please introduce yourself to our listeners who are gonna be blown away by your fabulousness. And by the way, she's in pink curls and she looks
1: amazing. For those of you that can't see, I am saying pink curls, but you rock up as you are. And that is my whole ethos that surrounds me. So I am Jojo Smith, the belief brand and business development fairy godmother. Can I get a swish, Leona? Swish. <laughs> I'm here for it. I freaking, I'm, I'm, I'm here
0: for it. So if you haven't sought this lady on social media, it is the pinkest, most fabulous very godmother-like social media I have ever seen in my entire life. And actually, I think that I'm going to be at the same event as you this year, and I can't wait to actually see your pink sassiness in person. Which event's
1: that? Uh, Danny's. Oh, yay, I've been inspired. yeah. Oh, uh, do you know what? It's a full-on party fest at Be Inspired. So I will definitely, although I do when I'm at Be Inspired, because I'm creative director for Be Inspired, so my head is completely and utterly in the game. A little bit of a tunnel vision. So you yeah. do have to really jump out and go, Jojo. <laughs> it's
0: yeah, me. It's- when ball game, attending events when you're not working to when you're working. I'm I'm the same. Like when I'm working, I'm there to do a job. I'm friendly as anything, but I'm there. I need to get done what I need to get done. When I'm there and I don't have to run the event, it's like a whole
1: different ball game. It's like my God, it's like it's like a chill fest, isn't it? When you're there and you're there as an attendee. But I just want to say, when I said give me a swish, it's because what I say about being a fairy godmother is a very swish statement, but the self belief is real. And as you know, that's my whole when it comes to what I do and how I help people. But um, Leona, can I just say as well, this is an absolute honour to be sat with you because energy levels, like we said, this may have to come with a warning because it's high voltage. I watch how you boss life with all of the sass and all of the kids and all of the locations. And I take my pink curls out to you because you are definitely... You are definitely sassy in life, and I love it. So thank you for having me. Well,
0: thank you so much. I mean, I meant to be complimenting you, but I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that. Thank you so much. And it's not easy, right? But I think you know, at the end of the day, once you make a decision about how you want to live your life, it's like okay, I'm focused, I know what I want, I know what my expectations are for myself, and I'm sure you're exactly the same. Like,
1: I run my family, I run my family, like
0: I'm the mafia Well,
1: you do, because you are like, you you know, do you know why I have um, a saying for a mom, and what you are when you're a mom? You're the line manager of the, am I allowed to swear? Yes! You're the line manager of the fucking world when you're a mum, aren't you? Like I run my I run my family like a military
0: operation. We, we're like a team. Like, guys, we have gotta to pull together, we gotta to get shit done. Like, let's like move move components around so that we make stuff happen. And I very much like that in my life and my business. At the end of the day, I understand that I've got one opportunity here. I wanna make stuff happen. And I know you're the same. It's it's down to me. If I want to be a success in my life, and I'm not just talking financial success because that's such a such a twat thing to focus on all the time, right? I mean, we all want to make money. However, it's not everything in life. So it's, you know, it's all about the approach to life and how I, I turn up for myself. And I know that you are very much similar to that. Let's talk about why you're like that, because I actually spotted a little article about you this week. I said <laughs> that, that little, this uh, is OK Magazine star. Let's talk about that, because we have similar journeys they're not the same but similar and I think that builds some sort of fire in you let's talk about what that experience has been like for you if you don't mind
1: Uh, not at all um I'm really really open about it it builds resilience uh, is what it does and I think when you've had a journey of some adversity you decide to take that one way or another and I hope this doesn't offend any listeners I hope it inspires them But when you've had adversity, you have a choice and you have a choice to either let it rule you, become a victim of it and let it ruin you as well. Or, as I say to people, can I get a reframe? You can choose to take that experience, find the lesson and the blessing, which a lot of people might say that's that sentence, but you really can. And then you choose to take that adversity. And actually, as a fairy godmother, I deal in pumpkins. I always say that my past adversity, my past scary pumpkins are the power behind my pure potential. Because knowing that I have gone through those different things, which we can talk about, um, make me look at any anything now that comes that's hard. And I just go, do you know what? If I can do what I did when I was little, I can survive that and I'm still here, then I can absolutely do anything. Bring it on. Doesn't mean it doesn't scare me. I have to have my sass about me. SAS meaning self-awareness strategy but also lively bowl full of spirit and a little bit cheeky there's two kinds of SAS in my world but when you when you choose to take that decision from your adversity mine was I am a survivor and a thriver of the care system so from 18 months right up to the age of 18 I was in care and I had um, experiences of all aspects of the care system so foster care children's home and with my birth mum but under care supervision so just for context, my mum, my real mum had MS, multiple sclerosis, so couldn't look after me. Um, and I had a brief time with her at the very beginning, up till 18 months. Then I went into foster care, was there till I was six, unwritten adoption, because they didn't think my mum would get well again. But actually, at the age of six, she did. Went back to live with her, had a year with her, lost the whole security, stability of my foster care family, which for me were my family. I had aunts, uncles, nans, granddads, all the cousins, big family, big family. And I know big family is important to you. So I know you get the vibe and stability and the belonging you have when you're part of a big family. So that was a gift for me. Um, At the age of six, my mum got well again. Social services decided it was better that I went back to live with her. Didn't think about the impact of what that would be like, taking a child out of that stable environment. I kind of became, well, I didn't kind, I became my mum's carer at the age of six. Mm -hmm. And when you think of a six-year-old now, you think how did that person become a carer, I was walking to school on my own, if anybody knows Birmingham in the UK, I don't know, I know you have listeners all over, but Birmingham in the UK, you have a junction of a motorway called Spaghetti Junction, it is what it says, and I was walking to school on my own around Spaghetti Junction at the age of six. Wow. Yeah, wow, and even now, I look at that now, and this is not me saying that, it's to give people context, Mm -hmm. so lived with my mum, looked after her six till seven, at seven, um, my mum became ill again, and her MS went downhill. Obviously, they didn't know it back in that day. Um, mm. That MS fluctuated as much as it did. So, at the age of seven, overnight, found myself in a children's home because my mum's my mum was literally like paralysed overnight. Her condition took a turn for the worst. Found myself in a children's home and was there for a year and a half until my previous foster family. So, there's a happy ending coming, folks. My previous foster family found out I was back in care purely by accident. And <clears throat> which, when you think about it's shocking. Yeah, that's horrible. um It is. There's so many things we could discuss here. Um, and then I ended up um, going back to my foster family. So actually only two and a half years out of my life. But that foundational support that I had at the very, very beginning built everything in me. Mm-hmm. And now there's a whole mission and vision for me. Um, a bigger mission, which we can talk about, which is helping care experienced kids at the end of their journey, um, because it built resilience, rapid adaption and resourcefulness within me, which is when we say we're both, you know, we've took those adversities, but it was a choice to use those positively because now I look and I think, crikey, if six-year-old me can walk down by Spaghetti Junction, bring it on, I can get, have a go at anything.
0: Yes. And I, I, I'm i very much the same. So I don't know whether you know, but I didn't have a mum from the age of one, really. And I lived with my dad and then I ended up kind of moving out when I was 13 after some horrific situations at home. And and now if it's like somebody said no to my service or, you know, I had a sponsor reject my podcast or whatever, like anything, I'm just like, meh. I I, you <laughs> know, I dealt with much worse. And so I think it's it's that, experience and that lived experience where it actually is not it doesn't penetrate like it you know it would some people and I think we do have a choice and and I know that's triggering for people and I know there are lots of horrendous things that people go through but I do believe that if we take a step back out of the situation and we look at things semi-pragmatically whether that's done in a safe environment with somebody you can trust whether it's a mentor whether it's I, I don't know whoever um, I do believe that we all have a choice about how we approach things and how we whether we use that as a fuel for success or if fuel for to make life much more difficult for us um and i I know that that's hard for people that are experiencing challenging things but i it's true and if you look at the majority of highly successful people they've all experienced shit in their life and they've used that as a i will never have to be in this position ever again and also i also i don't know about you but i almost use it as fuel to help other people because i don't want anybody to have to experience some of the challenges that i have
1: i think it's about perspective it's about responsibility for yourself and respondability within that because when you take responsibility for you because there is only you that can help you in this life but the biggest beautiful secret in that is there is only one you in this world There is no other person like you genetically made up. It's physically impossible for there to be another you in this world. So if you step out wholeheartedly as you owning your wonky crown, it's well, it's well known that I am an advocate of a wonky crown. I don't believe anybody's got a straight crown, but too many of us don't want to be vulnerable and own that. Yeah. And owning, owning your sass, for want of a better word, owning your self-awareness and having a strategy around that to be so conscious that you accept and acknowledge yourself, the good, the bad, and the ugly, absolutely gives you that fuel and that 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 inner confidence. For want of a better, I'm not saying it's done overnight. I am not saying that. What I am saying is, it is a strategy. It is about being self aware. And it, what I got to the age of 46, Leona, and I thought I knew my shit. I was a mom, I'd had several kinds of jobs, I'd had exposure to all kinds of life, and I thought I knew who the F I was. At 46, I found myself in a situation where I had to be really brave and start a business or shut up and put up in situations that were causing harm to my integrity within the corporate space. And for a girl that's got a really broad, brummy accent is a curvy girl, uses kisses as full stops. Didn't do great at school. <laughs> Leona's going, I do that. I know, I <laughs> right? I use Kisses as well. How on earth could I be a director of my own company? But the only way I was going to make a difference in the arena and not have my own integrity compromised was to do that. The only way I did that was finding the strength of going, you know what, Jojo, you've done this before. You absolutely can do this. But in in stepping into that entrepreneurial world, it's very lonely space and if you don't, if you, if you don't choose to get some kind of strategy behind you then you're not going to be sustainable and you're not going to be scalable and it's going to be short-lived and I was like I've I've got to come up with something, I've got to figure this out for myself Mm -hmm. and self-awareness became a huge part of that, understanding why I would react in certain situations, like you just said, like rejection, you know because of your past rejection that that's why you can go, actually, that rejection doesn't affect me because this was far worse. Or maybe yeah. that rejection does bother me, but I have now a strategy of how I deal with it because I've got a backup.
0: 100%. And actually, if I look at my past behaviour, like when I used to be, like, very fly off the handle, it was because of rejection. It was because, like, I felt like, oh, they don't want me or whatever, Whatever I was telling myself, right? And so, I once I understood that about myself, and once I become super self aware, actually, it was like, no, I can use that to my advantage. And now, when I do face that rejection, don't get me wrong, I mean, God, I am still human, but I have those tools in my toolbox to be able to go, fuck. This this doesn't matter. They're not rejecting me for my soul. They're just rejecting me because they can't afford me or whatever it is that that is going on. And it's a very different process. But it was only when I started to look at myself yeah. did i make a difference because you can't change the world i mean you can but you can't at the same time you can't you 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 can't change how people talk to you or you know what they expect from you or all of the things that go on especially in social media land right which is a whole nother conversation it's about how you show up for yourself and how you put yourself out there and how you deal with those situations that makes a difference and I think for so many women especially it's like we're trying to change all of those components and it's like ladies let
1: person, it go yeah let it go because it's yeah. it's about you and it's, and so again, as ladies though, we get told so much oh, it's all about her. Oh, isn't she full of herself? Oh, isn't is she love herself? Yes. Hopefully, you really bloody do love yourself. Because if you don't, then how is anybody else going to love you for who you are? Mm-hmm. And when I said I thought I knew myself, I absolutely did. I didn't know shit about myself because I hadn't accepted myself, definitely hadn't accepted myself. I hadn't acknowledged who I was, what I'd been through, what I was capable of. And really, I was just living with a massive negative narrative in my head. And even though I was classed as the positive, confident one by most of my friends and people around me, it was, I think there's a statistic that was uh, done by Harvard. And it was, I think, 95% of people think they're self-aware. Only 15% actually are. Mm. So to get to the age of 46 and go okay let me just take a closer look at myself it took me to be a bit selfish to be perfectly honest with you because I had to take the time out to do that and that meant me not being like a people pleaser anymore I mean this is all standard stuff with some aspects of self-development but it took a real deep look at myself and I did it in the basic common sense form because I am not book smart. I am common sense smart and it took that and that's where things started to change for me and selfish nobody wants to be selfish right and selfish for me was the person that had the bag of crisps on the playground and used to hold it really tight so you couldn't get your hands in to get some crisps Do you know what I mean? that was selfish I never wanted to be selfish it's just not me so I was like how can I be selfish to look at me and take time out for me so I was like I've got to figure, I've got to get over this word selfish. I've got to get over it. So I looked in the dictionary and I was like, what does the word ish mean? And I'm a girl that will rock up at four ish. I am peckish. I'm not hungry. I'm not whatever. The the word ish and the word ish stands for um, to some extent. So self to some extent, I broke that word down. I'm all right with this now. Actually, what it means is self to some extent. I can do that. So to some extent, I really went all out on myself. And you'll hear me say it's all about you because it is all about you. And if you don't step into that, you are going to miss out on that success that you talked about. And that success can be where you live, how many days a week you work, whatever you earn, what car, who you spend your time with. Success is so different for everybody. And here ended the lesson. (laughs) And and that also comes
0: down to that self-awareness piece, because I think, you know, we live in a, a, a day and age where we're looking at fabulous people all the time on the internet. And what, what the majority of people don't realize is that's carefully curated pieces, tiny fragments of their reality. Right. And so when people are saying I need to have X, Y, Z in order to be successful, because that's what everyone else around me is telling me it's bollocks. Right. And so do you know what? My idea of success is enough money in the bank to be comfortable. I don't have to wear a bra 90% of the time. like that's my idea of success like all oh, the other stuff is just bullshit irrelevant to me and when I, but that that confidence in my own knowledge of what I wanted was down to the fact that I really stopped and had to think about actually I feel like I'm on a train that I'm not driving here because
1: we're, we're following everybody else's success and because Janet, Fred hugo whoever down the road i don't know where those names came from because (laughs) no offense to any janet fred or hugo um you know whatever their version of success is we have had that fed into our brain that that's what we want and actually we all have a completely different version of success but that is the first aspect to self-awareness because understanding what success looks like for you and again this may sound very generic in what people say a lot of people say it but they don't do it they don't action it and that's the thing take the time out take the selfish time out for yourself and look at what you actually want it doesn't need to be the same as everybody else in fact it will be totally different to anybody else but allow yourself that yeah. and it's so freeing but when you just said about when you look at people on the internet and stuff like that obviously i've got an online business and that happened because i started my business in the november just before we went into lockdown in the march so my business i'd taken the big step took my mom with me to the accountants because i didn't trust myself because i didn't listen to the important stuff and <laughs> and i've then found myself in a pandemic where i was like okay how am i going to go out and get this business my business started as signs and services creative signs and services because I'd come from a creative industry and I thought I can actually do some service I can just have a little business I've got a part-time job on the side that was my first mistake I thought about having a little business I didn't think about having a big one straight yeah. me off but anyway you live and learn and this is why I help people now but I took that on and then found myself on the online space because it's where everybody had headed to because of the pandemic going onto the online space and being happy with how you look and stepping out and showing up was huge for me you know I have a sisterhood of gins and I was like how was I gonna how was I gonna show up all the time but seeing some other people and inspiration, I believe that you have to know a unicorn to follow a unicorn. So, you know, you can be a unicorn. I discovered, I know, you know, Danny Wallace, we've just said you're going to be at the same event. Danny Wallace was my unicorn. I discovered her, saw her showing up as a true authentic self that, you know, that statement, true authentic self, but she really, really was. And, uh, how I found her is the whole of the story. I'll have to tell you that another time, that's quite funny. Um, but seeing that, I was like, okay, this allows me to be me. Mm-hmm. So rather than looking at the people that were polished and fakeness and filters were there, yeah. using my common sense, do you know what I mean? I started to follow the real people and I was like, okay, this gives me some permission. This is evidence based that this is okay. So that was another thing that I started to do. And I just, it allowed me to then step out, but it took a lot of other work as well. But showing up as yourself, like all of a sudden I started to gain traction because it was relatable. Vulnerability builds connection and people were just like, she's real. And all of a sudden that just, the more I did it, the more confidence that kind of gave me. So it's like reverse psychology. It's like step out in your rollers, Bab and you'll be okay you're
0: gonna- yes at 100% and i think you know a, a lot of what i do and i know a lot of what you do will be about this whole chicken and egg cycle right so i'm going to get confident when i've done it but i can't do it because i'm not confident it's like at some point you have to go chuck it in the bucket, bucket yeah <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there has to be this, like, I have got to just go. And I always say to people, what's the worst thing that somebody can say? What's the worst? God, you've got ugly-ass teeth. Okay, whatever. You've got crooked eyebrows. I mean, honestly, the ridiculousness of what we think people are going to say is just crazy. And I can honestly say I've been in this space for over 12 years, and I've had my fair share of haters, but usually it's not about my crooked teeth or my eyebrows is it
1: about your appearance it might be about your opinion yeah usually and I'm like oh whatever
0: it's my opinion bore off but but I think sometimes 99.9% of it is just made up stuff in our heads it's not it's just not real and this is what I say to people like you've got to understand that the majority of people are worried about themselves and you know what if something somebody, if somebody says something horrible That is on them. That is a them problem. That is not a you problem. That is a them problem. And it's fucking irrelevant to your success what somebody else thinks about you. I know that, you know, that we have to have people like us in order to buy our products and service, right? I understand that for business. But the reality is your people will find
1: you. Your people will find you. They'll fall in love with you for you. They will find you if you step out and be you. They won't. Fi- your people won't find you if you are not being who you need to be because you will attract the wrong kind of people when you're playing the wrong game if yeah. that makes sense so it's like a magnet you will magnetize your people when you are being you and this is a common sense approach right and it's people until they're told it and really just give it a go like you said the it bucket, bucket right Like you say, what is the worst that can happen? We all had a first day at school. We all had a first day. We all had a first driving lesson. Did you survive it? Yes, you did. Evidence-based. Go back to the firsts in your life. And that first time that you step out as being you, going to feel uncomfortable it's not going to feel quite right but the more you do it the better you will get at it and oh my goodness it's like it's so fucking rewarding and it's like i'm like come and live on this side of the fence because once you do it it honestly i can't explain how much it's changed my life just being me freeing it's like you know for so long
0: the only real the only people that saw the real me were my kids and my husband because like, I had to, I felt this overwhelming need to be everybody else other than myself like and god love I love my grandparents but you know they're very articulate and they're very you know fabulous and they went to private school and they're all you know um and and I didn't speak the same way, and I didn't look the same way. And I I was always very creative, and so I dressed kind of funky. And you know, I I was okay with my boobs, and everybody else is offended by them. (laughs) And I was just like, "Wow, people are next level." So I felt like I could only embrace who I was around, like you know, the people in my house. And then slowly but surely, I started to be like, "Okay, so I'm a little bit more comfortable." And and now I'm like, "Do you know what?" If you come to my house and i got a bra on, you're just going to have to deal with it or you're going to have to leave my house. I might talk about not wearing a bra on the internet. If you're offended by it, don't look. No. <laughs> I usually charge extra for nipple shots. However, today you get for free. It's, you know, and... and and, and and some people are uncomfortable with that. Some people are uncomfortable with the fact you're comfortable in your own skin. And I'm like, it is not my responsibility to make you feel comfortable. It is your responsibility. And you're feeling uncomfortable because you're not
1: comfortable in your own skin. Did you find as well, though, when I first started out into this, the people that were the most uncomfortable were the people that had been in my circle for a long time, not necessarily my family, because they'd seen me, but some of the people around me that had been in my life a long time were uncomfortable with me being the trip my true self oh, yes. and however in the long run that actually they weren't my people but I'd been around them that it was habitual and you kind of have to do find your tribe to find your own vibe i'm using very generic sentences here because you know i need people to understand the importance of this that I haven't done anything like um rocket science. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've taken the steps that there's no new messengers. There's only new messengers, right? Yeah. And literally this is it's not new news but it's how you choose to hear it and it's how you choose to action it don't get me wrong there is one new message and the new message is when it comes to affirmations and when it comes to your self-awareness you have to be creative in it and you have to make it bespoke to you because if you're saying an affirmation that Joan down the road is saying that may suit Joan, but it doesn't probably suit you. Yeah. So what is your specific thing in life that you are trying to get past? Your affirmation needs to be right around that with your energy behind it. Mm-hmm. So you, when we before we came on air, we were talking about give people pointers on how, you know, you want some tangible. And I love that you said that because this isn't just a chit chat. It's for somebody to hear a message and go, do you know what, I'm going to change that. I'm going to do something and it will make an aspect for them. Creative SaaS, creative. So, version one was creative signs and services in my business. I then yeah. grew in myself, and version two was creative self awareness strategy within yeah. your business. I'd had 20 years of corporate business development, and I was developing my own business. But the one thing that was stopping me was the belief, which was the foundational layer. So, it was like, okay, let's work on the foundational layer belief. Then I work on my brand. I can only be a true, authentic brand if I really know myself and be myself. Then I can get to the business development part of it, which is the top layer of what I call a cake and eat it lifestyle. Right. So I started. I'm going to miss my point here. What was I saying again? I went on a bit of a tangent.
0: You were talking about tangible, so things that people can do in their business.
1: Right. So So your self awareness, that's right. So version two then became creative self-awareness strategy which meant that I had to go from hearing I am not qualified which was my biggest like hold back i hadn't got the qualifications to be a business owner i am not qualified i can't do that cuz i'm not qualified oh can i do this i can't do that cuz i'm not qualified it was one of the biggest things i had to flip that and reframe that for an affirmation we know we all love a good affirmation but a generic one wasn't going to do it so i was creative in my approach to that and i went to right what is the reverse opposite of that that i know to be true about myself and that was i am an awesome creative Give me a paperclip and an elastic band and like me a granddad, I can fix anything or make something out of it. And I was like, I am an awesome creative. OK, I'm not qualified, but I am an awesome creative. This was a truth that was so true to me. And I was awesome and I was creative. It wasn't I am going to be successful in life. It was I am an awesome creative based on the 21 days to break a habit. I said that to myself for 22 days because 22 is a number that I am connected to. A 2 2, it's my birthday, the whole thing. All of a sudden, I'd got this creative self awareness strategy that actually I put into practice, changed everything for me. The narratives in my head went from these I can't do to these believing all the truths about myself. I am a cool mom. Yeah, I'm a cool mum. I'm the only mum that, you know, especially being in OK Magazine, being in this to my friends, do all the cool parties, you know, live in the dungarees, that kind of thing. There was, I've, got, I've still got them written up here. I'm an action taker. I didn't realise how much of an action taker I was. I am sassy, not sorry. Take those negative narratives in your head, flip them, put some passion and sass behind them. Your words that you would use say them to yourselves for 22 days straight you will flip that negative narrative in your head it's one of the most the best strategies that i can advise anybody to do sorry i went off on a tangent but i'm really passionate about it
0: no I, no i love your tangent and i think it's something that everybody can listen to and actually implement for themselves and i i i regularly talk about the fact that I suck at some things and I'm also okay with that. So people say to me, but you're, you're so good at everything. And I'm like, I am not like, I suck at so many things. I just don't focus my energy on those things. <laughs> yeah. Right, so I'm not going to sit here and talk about list all the things that I suck at because I'm busy focusing on the stuff I am good at, and I outsource or give away or bin all the things I uh, that I suck at, and there's many of them. So I, I'm 100% in behind this, and I think we so focus on the negative, what we look like, what people say about us, why we shouldn't fit in this industry, why we're not qualified, why, 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 and it's like girls. Come on now. Like, what are we doing here? Like, change your shit. Tell me what you're good at. Tell me what you enjoy. Tell me where your, your inner fucking fire is. Like, I want you to walk into a room and own that room. Like, it's not about ego and it's not, it's about energy. Like yes. it's about energy. Show up for yourself. Like, if you're highly introverted, you're highly intro- own, own that you're highly introverted. Own that. You know, if you if you want to rock up in pajamas and fluffy socks like rock up in pajamas and fluffy socks like nobody it is who you are and that is absolutely okay and I think sometimes we feel like we have to evolve into somebody else and it's like no just be the best version of yourself
1: I am um, there's a question that I always ask uh, clients or if I'm if I'm doing a talk and so if you ever come and see me talk you're going to get this question so come prepared to anybody that's listening and that, I'm sorry you're going to hear the dog kicking off now this is real not, life
0: if it's not dogs kids if it's not kids it's husbands or wives I mean
1: whatever we've had it all here that question that I ask is tell me your favorite thing about you People go, well, I don't really like... And I go, no, I didn't say what you don't like about you. I said, tell me your favourite thing about you. People find this question so hard, so hard to answer. And more often than not, if they're a mum, they'll go, oh, it's my kids. No, I'm not having that. Yes, they're in a a massive accomplishment. Yes, it's hard work to look after them. However, tell me your favourite thing about you. What do you love about you? And it's one of the hardest questions that people answer but it's the first little chip away at mm-hmm. that because once you start to acknowledge the your favorite things about you you won't start to hear the things that you don't like about you and you said about focusing on your weaknesses there's a saying that if you focus on your weaknesses you weaken your strengths oh yeah and that's absolutely what it does and so you need to own those strengths absolutely you so i am shit at tech shit at tech when i started my online business i mean an online business all i could do was bank and order from next that's it that's all i could do online and now i've got a full website i've do all the things i've learned and i've got a rough idea but now like you say outsources it's not the how it's the who
0: yeah
1: within within business um it's just really about knowing what your favorite thing. And my favorite thing about me is my energy. I was, Definitely. You know, when you, asked answered the, when you asked the
0: question, my first thing went to my confidence. Like, that's, like, the first thought uh, in my process was actually my confidence. Now, if you'd have asked me that three years ago, I'd have said my kids, probably. I would, <laughs> yeah. and it would have gone to my kids. But well, actually, it is my confidence, because it's my confidence as a mom. It's my confidence yes. as a business owner. It's my confidence as a woman. Like, I am confident as a woman does it does that mean that there aren't things I'm working on improving of course not because I am competitive with myself right so okay. I'm like, I'm with you. Like, yeah, i did a good job but I really want to do a fucking awesome job and that is absolutely okay as long as you look at that pragmatically but I'm confident in with my own ability and my own the majority, ninety-eight percent of me, I've got it now. Do I have hormonal moments? Where I'm like, oh my god, I'm so bloated, I can't fit in my jeans. Life is gonna, I'm gonna die today because it's all shit.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm getting menopausal at the moment, so I am, I am here for the hormones. Although, just started um, a gut health program, and yeah. can't believe the difference going organic without all the hormones pumped into all the food has made. To, to myself huge anyway that's a whole other show I <laughs> mean it's very it's very
0: relevant because you know a lot of our listeners are women and hormones are a big thing right I have endo and I tell you when I have a flare-up everybody else around me knows because it's like <laughs> it's like twitchy but it's important and you know it's important that when we're self-aware we know the things that make us feel good and not so good I know that if I food that isn't great for me I'm going to feel shit not only am I going to feel shit then I'm going to behave in a shit way and I don't mean there's a shit person I just mean I'm going to be sluggish I'm not going to show up for my business quite right so it does have a knock-on effect oh and it's not that I don't do those things I'm just aware enough to know that you know what Leona if you make this decision girlfriend you're gonna you're gonna feel that you're gonna feel that negatively
1: and you can't blame that on anybody else. And you know your mood's going to be low. So be prepared for that. Yeah. It's like bringing your cycle into your whole business. This is SAS within your business, SAS within your life. You know, if you know you're going to have a shit week because your mood is low, your energy is low, then actually don't book in those big things. with business that's okay by the way there's no rule that says just because you're a business owner you have to be bum 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 all the way along do it to suit you and that's where you'll get your better results it's the whole thing for me with sass and business is because if you really know yourself you can be yourself that will massively help you within your brand we don't, we don't look at the brand of our business enough, but that is where the people that will love you, the magnet aspect, will come into play. They will learn to know, like, trust you, those things that you need within business for people to buy from you. But you're, they're only going to get that. It's only going to be sustainable and scalable if you're actually being the true you because it's exhausting trying to be somebody else, it trying is. to be something that you're not. So that goes into your brand equally as much and will only bring your business development if you step into that this is why i'm so passionate about the whole kind of three steps to it because being in business is so hard and people don't take the business development aspect of their business seriously enough and I'm going to call it out. A lot of moms in business see their businesses as hobbies oh, yeah. not as business. And yet if you are running and you are having an exchange for money and service or item, you have got a business. That business has the potential to be huge if you believe in yourself. And it's like I always say if somebody came to me and says, oh, Jojo, I want to go um, mobile with my hairdressing business. Where my head goes with that is: Have you thought about having your own products in ASDA? Have you thought about your own product range? Have you thought about an academy? Have you? And they look at me to go, "Oh my god, I just wanted to." So <laughs> really... <We're> Joe? Like, <laughs> where are you going? I'm.
0: No, that's amazing because you are a big, a, a big, a big vision thinker. Which is, I mean, sometimes it's a bit scary for people, but actually, do you know what? If if you have a big vision and you and you go for it and you, you miss it by a little bit,
1: it leads you further along than if you'd have thought small. It's in your joy space as well. And a lot of people, for me, it's purpose and potential with what your business can be. Mm-hmm. If your purpose isn't involved within your business, then you will give up at some of the hurdles because it's so hard. Business is so hard. It's so lonely. It's so hard. It's, it's grueling. It's all those things. If you're not led by your purpose within your business, which everybody has, but it's a process to find it. It's your whole why. and But if you really work deep in that, your why is really quick lesson. Um, if you draw a why, as in a straight Y that looks like a martini glass, right? Top of that is you, your former self. The top of your Y will be something to do with your former self. That will be something to do with your purpose. You won't won't want somebody to feel or go through anything that you have done. Next round is the R. So you are, so to the right of the Y, the R, is what do you want to be remembered for how do you want people to remember what you did with them, how you made them feel? That is reputation and remembered. Come to the left, so L of the Y. You go to legacy. Now, that is where your purpose comes in. Legacy creation is a huge one. Now, this will blow a couple of people's mind and go, God, that was a lot to think about. But I'm trying to give you as much value and direction as, as physically possible. I don't have a one Leona. I have a di- directional pointing stick, right? And the people have to do the work work themselves but when you look at legacy creation and that is social impact if you can bring that into your work which we all can if we do the work Mm -hmm. that is what will purposely fulfill your full potential give you full inner fulfillment but there's a whole process to that and it bases down from self-awareness why do i want that to happen for me my whole big wish is kids coming out of the care system it's for care leavers and care experienced kids at 18 they fall off a cliff because they've not had the stability they're not giving the backup for me they come with a whole set of skills rapid adaption resilience resourcefulness everything you need to be a cracking entrepreneur mm-hmm. but we're not giving them the mentorship so therefore the bigger part of my whole mission vision is to create something for that which is brings us full circle back to the OK magazine which is what the OK magazine um article was about so much is there about care leavers at the moment and it's you know what my head wobbled i was nervous bigger dishes serve up bigger self self self-doubt dishes do you know what i mean and having that having that really did send me on a bit of a wobble at the weekend because i was like oh my god i've said it out loud and that was scary
0: it's scary it, and I like I always say to people another level another devil it just brings in an, another kind of thing that you have to deal with and experience and I remember having my own wobble and my own moment of oh I don't feel good enough in this space and all of the things maybe four years ago now and I um Somebody I know owned a model agency and they said to me, Leonel, we want to put you forward for a Gokwan runway. And I was like, Oh god, that sounds horrendous, but fuck it, I'll do it. And I thought, I probably won't get it anyway, because these are all professional models. And I got the job and I was like, shit, now what? And I thought, my worst, worst case scenario is my heel breaks on the runway, right? That's like that, you know, my nightmare. And it came, came true. And my like, heel You heel manifested on the... that. <laughs> it but I dealt with it and I experienced it and I was like do you know what okay my heel broke on the runway yes it was Goku one yes everyone's looking at me too I lived somebody paid me to professionally model I did it and I do I want to do it again not really but I did it and I survived the experience and do you know what more so for me it was about showing the women who were following me online that even if something is really horrendously scary if you push through, you can get it done and you can experience all of those things. And I learned that actually models get paid really sucky money. They work far too long hours. And unless somebody put a big fat three zeros on the end of it ever again, at least on top of what I got paid, I will not be
1: doing it again. But I learned. Was that the one size fits all tour? Yes. Yeah, I worked on that. Did but you? Yeah, but behind the seat, on an um, event, we did, I did the Birmingham and um oh a couple of other ones we were, in One, are you joking so we were at the same event yeah. you, know the, you know the big letters, yes. the big letters? yeah big glittery letters i was part of how they happened to be there and yeah. worked with and we followed. i've got big photos of that so you see destiny had us And wanted us to meet at some point, but we just missed the opportunity at that one.
0: That's it. Yeah, I I did. I modelled at the Birmingham one. It was, God, those models were hard. I mean, people do not respect models enough, let me tell you. (laughs) it was such an experience. And I'm like, you know what, I did it, I experienced it. And I learned lots. And I think sometimes you just have to jump. I I always recommend to people that they don't jump in in something that can be massively impactful, like, you know, gambling the house on working with a coach, or, you know, something horrendous. But I'm like, you know what, if it's just going to burn and sting a little bit, go do it. Because you know what, what have you got to lose? You've got nothing to lose, things to gain. And if it's not, if it's not gold at the end of the rainbow is lessons and learnings and things that you can then implement in your life in your business to live the best possible version of your life that you can live that's really important but
1: before you go I just want you to talk to us a little bit about your book okay the book was really how we got back in touch with each other because you sent me the most glorious message on the day of um its release which was valentine's day it's called loving yourself beyond belief um assassin not sorry self-awareness strategy for more self-love and self-belief and you sent me literally and it for me it was a bit of a fangirl moment I am not gonna lie because Leona Burton I'd watched you from going online with my business and saw how you were rocking the business world being an inspirational to mums in business and I was just like you sent me this message I, something along the lines of, I absolutely love the look of this. And I felt the energy from your message. It wasn't just a, oh, this looks good. The energy came through from your message. And it was a real moment for me. So I want to say thank you to that because I remember you made me feel really like, just really good. And I was like, she gets it. She gets it. This is brilliant. Um, So yeah, so the book was written because of the basis of business comes belief. And the basis of your belief comes from loving yourself, which as women were told, and you can't love yourself. She loves herself too much. And I was like, I've got to reverse the thought process behind this. So I thought I'm going to write this book and it was going to be about belief, brand and business development. But I was like, no, the base layer is belief. So therefore, I need everybody to love themselves beyond belief because when you love yourself beyond belief you really are capable of the most amazing things and all your wishes will come true wishes i work with wishes i'm a fairy godmother with intention success happens that's what the word wish stands for for me and you have to be super intentional starting by loving yourself beyond belief so i did the book the girl that uses kisses as full stops is absolutely shocking at grandma didn't go do great at school. Number one bestseller in 14 categories. So if I, I can, can do, do it, Duncan, that's amazing. <laughs> like, and it literally blew up all over social media.
0: It's like a pink sparkliness <laughs> everywhere, which is absolutely Flipping, awesome. I just want to say a massive thank you for your time today. I know you are a busy fairy godmother and I appreciate you, but so many people will take away so much value from this episode. I think it's it's so important that we see other people who are rocking and rolling in their industries, irrespective of all of the things that they've experienced in the past. I love what you're doing for for kids that are coming out of the care system, if I can help in any way, shape or form, I absolutely will do. I am I can put on a fairy godmother costume. (laughs) (laughs)
1: there's there's so many ways there's going to be lots of different ways but if anybody wants to know more about the big wish then just head over to my website which is creative sass which is c-r-e-a-t-i-v no e on the end of creative because there's no e on the end of joe and i spent years telling people that so (laughs) creative sass is where you'll find me um on all of the socials or jojo smith on facebook um go over have a look at the big wish and You know, if you can do anything, then I am grateful. The whole fairy godmother thing comes from when I was in that children's home. I wished for a fairy godmother, but I didn't get one. I became one, which everybody can become whoever they want to be.
0: I remember... And like obviously not having a mum and being obsessed with the film Matilda because so I was always an a really, really avid reader. I was very, very geeky and I looked like a boy for a long time. And I remember watching Matilda and just wanting a mum like Miss Honey. I was like, I want a mum like Miss Honey. I want to roller skate in the hallway. I wanna and then <laughs> I had this moment last year where we had this this house in Mexico, it's a beautiful, huge house, and my kids are rolling down the ho- roller skating down the hallway, and it was like <gasps> my god i didn't have that look i've created look what i've created and it was a really like full circle moment of oh my god i became don't get me wrong am i miss honey all the time no sometimes i'm like (laughs) but in that moment i was like wow I've,
1: i've become miss honey like i i I am um, I love that Leona. I love that. I love that you know that as well and you recognized it. Um, and yeah. keep that memory, dear, because whenever you are being mischrunchable, just remember that and go, I'm not a shit mom. I'm not going to give myself the mum guilt. I've created this for my kids. And yeah. the life that I see you have created for yourself and your kids, it's it's definitely enviable because you have created freedom and yet you've got a family, you're a mum, you've got a business. You're rocking it, so kudos to you! Thank
0: you so much. I appreciate you very, very much. Everybody, go and check out JoJo right now. Grab her book, stalk her, give her lots of, of support with her big wish because that's amazing. And JoJo, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you. So welcome. And that concludes today's episode with me, Leona Burton. You have been listening to the Rebel Influencer Podcast. Wow, what an episode! Before you go, I'd just like to say a massive thank you to Peaks Private Members Club for their sponsorship. Just remember, Peaks isn't just about events. It is about creating an environment where entrepreneurs who are serious about scaling their business, coming together with a focus on mastermind sessions, unique mentoring, and deep, meaningful connections and conversations. Peaks is about redefining the entrepreneurial journey. Discover more at PeaksPrivateMembersClub.com and make sure you go and follow Nicola Peak on Facebook or any of her other socials. For our listeners, Peaks is offering a special opportunity. Reach out to Nicola and mention My Rebel Podcast and you'll be in to receive an exclusive discount.